Good evening and welcome. You're watching The Big Fight, a show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sankir Dupati. The whole of last week, there is one documentary which is being spoken about a lot. It is a BBC documentary. The name of this documentary is India, the Modi Question. So what exactly does this documentary do? It chronicles the journey, the political journey of the then Chief Minister Narendra Modi to when he became the Prime Minister over the past 20 years and highlights many of the controversial events that unfolded while Narendra Modi was in power. So it is chronicling of that, that period in this documentary. Now the government moved in and essentially blocked the broadcast. It is a BBC documentary uh, which was available only in the United Kingdom. But the government uh, blocked any content related to this documentary being circulated on social media. And the moment that was done, it led to a counter-reaction. So first it started with Jawaharlal Nehru University where students tried a private screening of this docu-series. It was stopped by the JNU administration. And then all through the night there was protest and agitation. And then since then, from Jadavpur University to Presidency College to Hyderabad University to Chennai to Jamia University in Delhi, even the Kerala Congress stepping in and carrying out a screening uh, to the Ambedkar University and now very recently on Friday the Delhi University Arts Faculty where section 144 was imposed uh, certain students were uh, detained also for trying to screen this documentary now the latest order uh, is that students can watch it in their private space on their phones or laptops but not publicly you know when you see all of this happening a word comes to mind or a phrase comes to mind it is called the Streisand effect. According to dictionary.com, we'll put this on the screen also. It's, it's part of the pop culture, this, uh, this phenomenon. It's called Streisand effect. The definition is, the Streisand effect is a name for a phenomenon in which attempts to hide, censor or prevent access to something have the opposite result, the unintended consequence of drawing far more attention to that thing. So has this become a case of a Streisand effect? Has the BBC docu-series in India become the classic, classic example to explain a Streisand effect? So on the big fight tonight, that's the question that we are asking. Screening of the blocked BBC documentary. Has censorship been counterproductive? Let's begin the big fight. Let me introduce our guest this evening. In the studio, Arjun Anand is an activist of ABVP uh, from the JNU. Thank you very much, Arjun, for joining us. Uh, Amisha is uh, an NSUI member from Jawaharlal Nehru University, the first university actually where this private screening began, uh, where universities became, uh, you know, screening halls. Uh, and we also have uh, Varke Parakal, uh, SFI, Delhi State Committee member. Thank you very much. These are our three guests in the studio. We also have Ratan Sharda, author of RSS, From an Organization to a Movement. Uh, Ranbir Singh Pathania, spokesperson of the BJP. Parvez Alam, journalist and director of Cine Inc. London. Uh, also a former BBC employee. Uh, 
uh, Zainab Sikandar, columnist and writer. Thank you very much. Let's begin with what we call the first punch. Arjun Anand, uh, the rule is all of you get a minute time mm. to make your opening comment. Your time begins now. Most importantly, first question which we should look at is if the screening was blocked by the university administration, if there were directions that it should not be screened, why were the left unity mob in JNU uh, persistently uh, trying to vitiate the environment of the university? Why were they trying to bring infamy to the campus, which they have been doing from the, since its inception? So I don't think the main question is what happened or how it happened. The main question is why were they even trying to screen a documentary which is not allowed? And it is not even a question of democracy. They heckled a Genom TV reporter outside the JNU gate. So if they respected freedom of expression, they would have let the non-left also thrive there. But it is not about freedom of expression at all. They are just doing propaganda. They just want to further their agenda. They just want to facilitate a colonial and anti-India broadcasting uh, channel to, 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 to propagate their anti-India propaganda. Okay. That's what it is about. Okay. Amisha, your views. I think, sir, what's more important here is we need to distinguish between a documentary and a fiction movie. A documentary is a non-fiction movie where we are talking about the interpretation of the factual material. So even if this documentary is made, you know, so there's this uh, ground reality existing. There's not a new narrative which has come out from this documentary, you know. So why are we trying to, you know, this is a research method. So when we're talking about educational institutions, screening a documentary, so I don't see any other point where uh, questioning of injustice or when we talk about our researches, we, we try to take up a problem in India only or internationally. So that is what is research meant for. So mm -hmm. in educational institutions, when we are trying to show a documentary, I don't see it as any obje uh, objectionable or genius being targeted as, as anti-national. It was by the student union. So it was the students union, JNUSU, you know, so that is where we have elected members from all the parties, not a party. So here we have elected members from various parties. So if this was being, and there was a reply given by the students union to the administration that on what okay. basis you took out the circuit. Sure, sure. Work. See, I absolutely disagree with my uh, friend in the ABP. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely a question of the right to freedom of speech. Uh, he's asking a very simple question which is, I understand, if the admin has banned it or has asked the students not to screen it in campus, why are you screening it? So is this the way a democracy is going forward now? The central government, the administration of universities, which is controlled by that central government, will ask uh, certain things to not be told or talked about in campuses, <coughs> and students should just adhere. This is absolutely a question of freedom of speech. As a matter of fact, just a few days before this, the Kashmir files were screened by their organization mm. on campus. There was no power cuts, there was no heckling, no stone pelting, nothing. It happened peacefully. All the students went back. So when there is quote-unquote propaganda in their favor, mm. it becomes a matter of freedom of speech. <laughs> when it becomes, uh, when it is an issue against them, suddenly uh, we are a stickler for rules mm. now. Mm. Okay. Okay. Ratan Sharda, your opening comments. Sankir, first of all, I have from many days said that this blocking was not required. It was a uh, mistake on part of the people who ever decided this particular uh, road of action, you know, path. But coming to the main issue, main issue is that uh, there is a movie called Dullan Vahijo Piyaman Bhai. I put it as Satya Vahijo Left Ko Bhai. So after Supreme Court judgment, after eight years of this investigation under the very Congress government which talks about Satya Bahar Aiga, uh, Mr. Modi was given clean chit. 
worst was written in Indian media. BBC couldn't have done worse than what already is written by various journalists whom they have used. The very journalist who spew uh, poison and who knew that there was all wrong Supreme Court trashed their entire argument of witnesses and they are again saying Satya Bahar Aayega. It is like to keep the cattle boiling as uh, the Supreme Court said in its judgment. So here the people talk of freedom of, uh, freedom of expression. NSL lady talked about freedom of expression. Does she know Congress has to its credit the maximum number of books and films banned? And does SFI remember that the hands of a teacher were cut because the teacher asked some question in Kerala? People are routinely killed who don't agree with their viewpoint. So what exactly is freedom of expression? Okay. It is a freedom for them to say whatever they want to say, sure. not what the truth is. So this is highly partial, highly biased view of what is truth and what is not truth. For the time being, I'll stick to that. I'll come to BBC role itself later if you give me time. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll give you time. Sir. Have, you have, yeah, you've okay. run out of your one minute time for your opening comments, okay. but uh, I'm going to come back to you and then you can say all that you want. Uh, full freedom here to express your views. I am assuming against the British Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, Ranveer Singh Pathania, your views. Uh, uh, Sanket, you were just referring to stress and effect. Uh, I was going through an uh, editorial published in the edit page of the Hindu also. They have also flagged the same concept. But uh, let's not fall into that uh, uh, plethora of arguments and counter-arguments regarding stress and effect. My specific submission that right to freedom of speech and expression is a fundamental right, one part. Secondly, right to speech of freedom of expression is not at all an absolute and an untrammeled right. This is subject to a certain rule of certain set of limitations. I'll just read a latest law, a latest judgment of the Supreme Court in which I had also an opportunity to participate. This is Namit Sharma versus Union of I will just read two sentences for uh, the perusal of my learned friends, which specifically says that one-sided information, disinformation, misinformation, and non-information, they all equally create an uninformed citizen which makes democracy a farce when the medium of information is monopolized. There is no equality, no equality between Kashmir files and a, we could say, a false, a fake, a provoked, a, a documentary prepared by BBC on the matter and issue. You see, but the Narendra Modi ji is the Pradhan Mantri, is the Prime Minister of India. Now, anybody has a right to question him, to criticize him. But if he, if he indulges in, as Supreme Court says, misinformation, disinformation, less information, or right or left information, just constructing a story almost two decades after the incident has happened. Hmm. Once the India is in a very momentous stage, the 75 years... Okay, now two, in, two, two in, things here. India is... Azad, yes, Azadi Mr. Pathania, you've run out of your opening. Yes, you've run out of please, your time for please. the opening comments. I'm going to come back to you. You can continue to please. say what you're saying. Zainab Sikandar. Please, please. Uh, you know, the opening lines that you made in the show is actually the sum total of what has happened with the Modi, with Modi documentary done by BBC. It is the Streisand effect. What has actually happened is the government has been ill-advised to ban this documentary, which if otherwise they wouldn't have touched, they wouldn't have spoken about, it would have maximum made an effect on what BJP calls uh, the Latians Delhi or the Khan Market Gang or the Tukde Tukde Gang. Besides those people, I don't think anybody would have even spoken about this BBC documentary because you have to understand this documentary was only aired in the UK. It had nothing to do with India. Now that uh, the government has banned it, there are multiple torrents that have come out of this particular documentary and it is readily available on the internet for anyone in India to view. If they wouldn't have banned it, people wouldn't have even spoken about it. 
And one example of this is, uh, you know, BBC had also taken out a video when Article 370 was abrogated of stone pelting in Sora. At that time, you know, not many people really shared that uh, video. And even if it was viewed, the majority of the uh, of uh, India was in favor of what the government did. There was no banning or anything of that video of BBC. So I think the government should have taken the same route. They shouldn't have panicked as they have, and they shouldn't have tried to contain the little snippets. That came out. Mm. Instead, what they ended up doing is that they opened Pandora's box, and now the whole video is for everyone to watch. Yeah, uh, Mr. Parvez Alam. Right. Um, thank you very much, um, Sanket. And first of all, I would like to welcome what Ratan Sharda ji has said. I think half of your debate is almost done here. In a way, that someone of his stature in the establishment uh, is saying that the decision. Uh, was not you know the ideal one is 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 not uh, the kind of a desired kind of a result or outcome of any debate on the freedom of speech and discussion anyway so that's one part second thing is that look whenever we go to the international arena and we try to build up a good relationship with the western countries and with some of the most developed countries and with some of the most democratic countries what we sell we sell wo jo mujhe i just remember the you know a dialogue from divar Uh, where Amitabh Bachchan says, "I've got um, everything. मेरे पास धन है दौलत है गाड़ी है कार है बंगला है तुम्हारे पास क्या है शशि कपूर से मेरे पास माँ है सो दिस इज वॉट इंडिया हैज बीन सेंग डूर इन द लास्ट थर्टी फोर्टी ईयर्स वेन एवर दे काउंटर इंडिया स्ट्रेंथ अगेंस्ट चाइना और एनी अदर डिस्पोटिक रिजीम इंडिया वुड ऑलवेज से वी हैव गॉट द वर्ल्ड लार्जेस्ट डेमोक्रेसी एंड दस ए वेरी सेंसिबल थिंग टू से बट द फैक्ट इज इज टाइम टू वॉक द टॉक puri duniya dekh rahe the whole world is watching us and if we can you know if we just start uh, banning uh, documentaries made by one of the most reputed organizations in the world it doesn't happen in the most civilized countries it doesn't happen in the most democratic countries so mm-hmm. i think it's time that we really walk the talk and we say that freedom of speech is really important in india okay. and everyone is going to defend it okay mr alam uh, i'm going to continue with you uh, and ask you a question and then we'll throw this open for a for the big fight as they say uh, my 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 question to you is uh, see two things number one what the government did on trying to block this documentary and the strassand effect uh, uh, coming into force and number two is the bbc's own uh, bias alleged bias which uh, is being referred to in the country you worked with this organization would you like to tell us about uh, the history of bbc stories news stories uh, particularly uh, you know and its relationship with those in power those outside power in the uk outside of the uk in india outside of india sure how do you respond thank you i think I think it's a great opportunity for me. Actually, I joined the BBC in 1988, and just you know, remember this thing. I used to work for All India Radio as a program executive. I was selected by the UPSC. So for almost five years, I worked for the state broadcaster All India Radio. Now there is a difference. All India Radio is a state broadcaster. Doordarshan is a state broadcaster. BBC is not a state broadcaster. You know, lots of people confuse it with being a state broadcaster. it's a public broadcaster it's not even a private broadcaster so mother you know there's some difference between these two second thing is that look bbc has always been criticized for its uh sometimes anti establishment and let's not talk about india pakistan etc let's talk about this country you know i'm here based in london for the last 
more than 30 years and there have been various debates when the BBC has been criticized by the government. And now let me give you uh, two, three specific examples. Like uh, Winston Churchill, who is seen as a symbol of imperialism, was banned by the BBC for almost 11 years. And Winston Churchill accepted it and Winston Churchill was so unhappy that in 1954, he actually wanted to punish the BBC and he said that private television should also be introduced and ITV was launched in 1954. This was uh, Winston Churchill who was so unhappy with the BBC that BBC has barred him from certain broadcasts. So this is one part. Second thing is that whether it has been the director general of the BBC, for example, George Whistle in um, 19, uh, in 2012, that he was interviewed by George, uh, uh, by John Humphreys, a top BBC broadcaster, and investigated him and gave him such a hard time that after a couple of days, there was a scandal going on here in this country. The BBC director general was, uh, was made to resign. And this happened because there was robust journalism um, conducted here at the BBC. Now, second thing is recently, just this week, by the way, you know, the chairman of the BBC, Richard Sharp, who was a very good friend of the former prime minister of the UK, Boris Johnson. Now, he is being investigated for having a conflict of interest because he had negotiated or Secured facilitated a, yeah. a kind of a loan to mm. Mr. Johnson when he was a prime minister. Now, BBC has been conducting all these debates against its own chairman on the airwaves officially here in this country. He's being given a hard time by the BBC reporters. So this is what you have to understand from the BBC's point of view, that BBC would lose its sheen and shine if it compromises with its credibility. Okay, okay. Ratan Sharda, how would you respond? Here is a, a former BBC employee who's trying to give us a perspective of how the BBC works and why they do what they do. Uh, how would you respond? Uh, well, Sanketa, I appreciate Mr. Parvez loyal to his former organization because he, he has been very loyal to the organization. Coming to BBC's own credibility, I, I don't know what they want to do within the country. I'm not bothered. What I'm bothered about is what BBC has done to India whenever there is an occasion they have got. You remember Jack Straw, he's the main, uh, the main straw guy for this particular documentary. Hmm. He was one who floated the idea of WMDs, weapons of mass destruction. BBC very faithfully carried on the report and millions of people died in, uh, in uh, Iraq. Middle East went into war because of this fake idea of WMD, which was only for fuel that uh, that uh, Iraq carried. Now, way back in 65, during Pakistan war, BBC have all kind of negative reports, and uh, MC Chagla had to report in Lok Sabha in 67 about BBC's negative propaganda against India. In 1970, not one, not the three documentaries were made on which Indira Gandhi raised objection. Finally, in 72, he shut the office of BBC in, in India for six months. How many people know this? In, during Goa liberation, Mr. Dom Morris was called in the BBC uh, office and uh, he burnt his passport saying that I am over an Indian citizen. This was displayed uh, all across the world. In 1881, Khurshid Alam of BBC, sorry, uh, of Congress, as a minister, we you know, talked about BBC's anti-India pro propaganda. 81 under Indira Gandhi, again similar complaints. In 84, during the worst times of Khalistan, they aired the interviews of Dr. Jaljit Chahan again and again and gave white platform to spread venom against India. 88, Rajiv Gandhi was very much unhappy with what BBC did to it. 1982, the 
at the same problem mr ratan sharda of the uh, journalism that does not Mi- mr ratan sharda the country mr ratan sharda uh, you know cutting as put on the country mr yeah. ratan sharda this point that you are making uh, yes, it, it makes me and lastly it BBC makes me wonder the, one uh, moment uh, mr see, ratan sharda it BBC makes me wonder taxpayers money yeah mr yeah. ratan sharda it makes me wonder the, this this list that you have given uh, where you mentioned congress is also unhappy bjp is also unhappy all regimes are unhappy so uh, what must i conclude from this i did not say unhappy every time i talked about typical critical moments in history of india yeah yeah Harishan which includes moment, which includes congress and bjp which ba- which then basically means anyone who is in power has a problem because you know the prime minister himself there are clips of the prime minister where he seen commenting on the credibility Sunday, of this very organization no, no. i am talking of 19 goa liberation i am talking yeah. of 96 war i am talking of 1971 war i am talking of uh, the liberation process and nuclear program of the pv narasimha rao government whenever india has sought to be strong and fought against enemies bbs to them that is my view i am not talking of daily news i am not talking of daily analysis i am talking of critical moment in history Okay, and so you are not talking audience, about the the yes, incumbents or the opposition. You are talking about BBC's position vis-a-vis approach. India. Yes. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll come to you, Mr. Parvez Alam. I'll come to you because I know that you have a view on this. Uh, Zainab Sikandar, you see uh, two points here. Number one, the government's action, which you mentioned in your opening comment, and number two is this point of uh, BBC's bias, which is questioned by a lot of people. and as mr ratan sharda says that this is not bias against uh, bjp this is anti india bias over the years that's uh, his submission well, yeah there are two 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 sides to this coin of course anybody who's pro right wing will say that bbc has an anti india uh, bias because that is an easier way to convince the larger public that bbc bbc is trying to attack the sovereignty and integrity of india but fact of the matter is it's very well known bbc is very clearly anti modi anti bjp in the kind of reporting that they do because they are anti establishment as pervez ji rightly pointed out they are pretty much anti establishment even when it comes to their reportage in the uk and uh, you know the bottom line is i must say that bbc has struck a marketing blitzkrieg because they have managed that every publication is also mentioning them and talking about how good their journalism is or how what are the standards of their journalism um bbc has done excellent reporting in the past we can't take that away from them and please remember they are not discussing india in this documentary they're discussing a politician and that politician right now is the prime minister of india and at that time was a cm of gujarat so i don't think we should you know fall for these things because indira gandhi had done the same thing she used to say india is indira and indira is india and that was not the case she was just the prime minister of india at that time and many people liked her and many people hated her and many people were indifferent towards her similarly from prime minister modi many people love him he has his andbaks and many people are opposed to him so bbc conducting a, a documentary uh, on him on a, on one of the biggest blot on his career which is the 2002 gujarat riots is only fair enough of course the timing is suspect but zainab zainab you see if you look at this as just an attempt in a documentary to chronicle the events of the past including the investigation process which cleared the prime minister the yes. investigation process has cleared him yes he's been absolved of all these charges 
right? That too has yes. been mentioned in this documentary. I am being clear. absolutely, and there is also Swapan Das Gupta, who is very much a part of this documentary, and who yeah. is speaking a pro Modi uh, line. Inside, so he I, is, yeah, he is said to be in the part of the uh, a part of this documentary. Mr. Patania, Mr. Patania, your government is opposing. Members of the Bharatiya Janata Party yes, are opposing, and a member of your own party, Mr. Das yes. Gupta, is said to have been a part of this very documentary. putting forth your views now my point is are uh, you are you contesting or challenging uh, the fact that this documentary was made or you're challenging the facts in this documentary what are you challenging because the documentary is believed to have just just put each and every historical event together it's like putting pieces uh, and, in a jigsaw and, and, and very pertinent and particular to mention it just after two decades after hmm. two decade how come the bbc come out of a self imposed cocoon and then publish a documentary that that even on concocted facts and figures my uh, somebody was saying that bbc is anti india i am saying bbc is anti truth bbc has been publishing a series of false and fake informations on its esteemed twitter handles as well as its uh, uh, special broadcasts I have myself seen in Kashmir. PDB, BBC had to after uh, revocation of Article 370, BBC published a story that a a group of youth they were tortured, they were uh, they were lathi charged while they were pelting stones. Ultimately, it came out, and BBC had to say yes, sorry that nothing of the kind happened. What to say about the credibility of BBC? I'll I'll just read the news of a BBC. What Surya Kumar's wife does before how when he when he uh, when he does a good bad thing? Why do people wear? Dirty underwear. This is the level of reporting of BBC. With due respect to the learned, uh, learned panelist who who had shown his fullest loyalty to the BBC, what is this level? Oh, my point is, if you are though you may be anti anti establishment, that's one part. But if you are not able to put out the truth, you go with untruths. You go with misleading. You go with disinformation. You go with misinformation. This is the highest casualty you are going to do. Hmm. And the government, in the collective wisdom. Have issued an order. What needs to respect? Okay, Mr. Patania, tell me something. You see, even Mr. Sharda is saying that this whole thing of blocking, yes. censoring, cancelling was not was ill-advised. Now let's talk about. We've spoken enough to... about the documentary. I'll get the youngsters I'll... here also. I'll... Uh, but on the quality of the documentary, on whether BBC has a bias or not, you all can also weigh in. But the point is, no, no, one more. One more. Let me ask the question, Mr. Patania. Do you feel? Do you feel? Should discuss the commentary. Sorry. Yes, sir. Uh, my my respectful submission is that what positive points are there and discuss the pros and cons of the commentary. We should not discuss it on your steam channel because it is formally banned by the government. The way the step of the government. We can by the way, the role of the BBC. By the way, there is no official respect, order from the government banning this. With due respect, banning this documentary. I do not think the government has banned the documentary because not technically, the, technically, this documentary has never been released in India. It is only for audience in the UK. Now torrent downloads are happening. That's another thing, but that's a result of result of your blocking the various YouTube handles. I understand it. So do you feel that 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 step that was taken by the government was wrong? You have only made the documentary more popular. That's true. That is one aspect of the matter. This and effect. Now you also agree. That is one part. That is the stress and effect. But you have said it might have. Uh, it's own pros and it's own cons. I I stick to the opinion 
that once the government has blocked access to access to the said documentary, it amounts to block. That's not a matter of debate. We should not discuss what is contained therein, how it uh, how it unmasks. No, I I might have the access to to various ingredients, to various facts, to various figures projected in the documentary. We should not discuss it on this platform. But the point remains that this is a conspiracy to defame India. No, no, this one more. Why, why, why Mr. Patania? Mr. Patania, I think yes, you're yes. using you're using uh, uh, BJP and the Prime Minister who were primarily featured in this documentary and India. Yes. Uh, these two words interchangeably. Sir, not at all. My my respectful submission, sir. We are not scared. The of, documentary is not scared of. Why do you think the documentary very clearly says sir, that please, this is the Modi question? Allow me to. It's on Modi, not sir, India. Allow me to make a point, sir. Please allow me to. Sir, please allow me to make a point. Hmm. My point is that we are not scared of anything, anything which amounts to go against the Bharatiya Janata Party or which even amounts to go against... So the tell me something now, what will you do? If you, but, but, if you but, felt but, that but, this but, was anti-India and we must be blocked, the exact sir, opposite has happened. Now everybody is watching. My, my, that's true, sir. That, that's true. My, we are, I am palpably against, this is my personal opinion too, that against spread of misinformation, against the spread of disinformation, against the spread of false facts, false figures, false euphemism, and trying to, trying to create... Trying to create okay, let's come back to the studio and get a view from the youngsters. Arjun Anand first, and then work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Arjun Anand first. First of all, on the documentary itself. Now, you've heard uh, many of the commentators, uh, they're saying that... You know, again, opinion is divided. One, feels, one set of people feel that uh, this is an anti-India bias. Mm. The other set feels that this is this is journalism. Mm. They've done that uh, in their own country as well. How would you respond? So first of all, I want to make it clear mm. that the students' union in JNU is not elected for five years. It is not a Panchvarshiya Yojana. It is only elected for one year. Mm. And elections happened in 2019. So the current left unity mob in JNU is not the representative of the will of the students of JNU. They consider they, have, they are self-proclaimed vanguard of the students, but they are okay, not. Okay, we are talking about yeah. the documentary. But I, I want to correct it uh, yeah. factually. Okay. Second thing, uh, as far as the documentary goes, so BBC has a bias, and I, I don't think that the blocking of the movie could have been... I'm not getting into that. But the blocking, the, the screening of the movie was organized just to create ruckus in the campus. The same leftist mob that organized the screening went on after the movie to hunt the ABVP cadres. Two of our uh, Karikartas, Gaurav Ji and Vikas Ji, were heckled, were dragged in front of media cameras. Uh, one of them, Gaurav Ji, was, uh, is also a heart patient. He could have, he could have, he could have got serious. There, mm. is, there is literally videographic proof mm. of left, leftist mobs consisting of students from Jamia and DU also, mind you, outsiders of JNU, who are hunting them and heckling them in front of media cameras to, 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 you know, they are kind of saying them to, Mano, tumne mare hai, mare hai, mare hai, mare hai. and they are saying that, let us speak, let us speak, and they are not letting them speak. So this kind of uh, lampunri, the, these leftist lampuns have been committing in JNU campus from a long time. Okay. Sure. Amisha. So I would like to start with the JNU this, has this, this a point on bias, bias yeah, in the documentary. Yeah, I would again like to reiterate that the documentary has a method. So we already have a procedure for it. We have documentary reviews, right? So we can obviously look at that. The second thing, when we talk questioning of central government, I don't see it as anti-national. Questioning of injustice, whether it is it is through a documentary, it is through a 
पीएचडी और इट्स थ्रू सम जर्नलिज्म में आई डोंट सी इफ इन इक्वालिटीज एग्जिस्ट इन इंडिया इफ इन जस्टिस एग्जिस्ट इन इंडिया सो दैट इज वेयर वी नीड टू क्वेश्चन देम दैट इज वॉट मेक्स अ डेमोक्रेसी स्ट्रॉग एंड इवन क्रिटिसाइजिंग ऑफ द पब्लिक पॉलिसीज इज और सींग देम क्रिटिकल इज नॉट एंटी नेशनल राइट सो वेन जे एन यू में वेन द स्क्रीनिंग हैपन्स जे एन यू इज अ स्पेस वेयर वी हैव स्क्रीनिंग्स एंड डिस्कशन इन पब्लिक स्पेसिस राइट दैट हैपन्स आई थिंक एवरीबडी हेयर वुड अग्री एंड दैट इज वी हैव अर ओन डेमोक्रेटिक स्पेसिस कांट आई एक्सपेक्ट एबीवीपी टू कम एंड डिबेट एंड हैव अ discussion with us why are why are we continuously seeing that they are threatening us they pelting stones so as any sir representative i'm against the violence which happened i'm against the administration's response as the parkat hmm. and uh, considering on the whole but by the way what jnu started is now become like a, a pan india campus phenomenon so why can't bjp today debate and discuss have a discussion with jnu student why have they chosen this one policy of defamation to jnu because they know they cannot debate and discuss with jnu hmm. same is the abvp doing in all the campuses across india where we are having continuous uh, you know continuous Uh, incidents the sure. abvp is having violence they are doing violence they are threatening students and i i i am here seriously for the rights of the students i think bjp and abvp needs to understand what is a student what is the education system and they really need to they are they are cutting uh, they are cutting off funds fee hikes are happening library funds are being uh, cut so i i think i they are not pro students and students labeling students who are future of india as anti nationals at the top university of india, the government data only says the jnu is uh, the top university of yeah. india yeah. so i i see it as an attack on public education system okay uh, varke your views so uh, my view is that let's not constrain the topic to jnu hmm. or or to the credibility of the bjp uh, of the bbc, BBC. right sorry hmm. uh, <coughs> the we have to talk about two things in my sure. opinion one is the content of the documentary mm. itself mm. we can discuss that without discussing the last 80 100 year history of the of the bbc mm. right the direct content that uh, is being brought to us and the second thing is what needs to be talked about uh, the bjp representative here said that they are not scared then it's a very simple question if if there is no fear from the government side then why are the links being taken down mm. why were the it rules uh, applied for mm. this particular document mm. there is clearly a fear if there is nothing to fear if the if the if prime minister narendra modi no but then if there is a fear then the exact opposite has happened no now more people have watched the documentary that is a consequence i feel that uh, they did not expect to happen they expected uh, i guess uh, a norwegian style campaign of uh, shutting down mm. uh, links on the internet mm. which i guess as the as someone said here was an ill advised move uh, mm. to the government but regardless the point is that uh, if their conscience is clear if if prime minister narendra modi if the leadership of the bjp in india can go to sleep every night without the sting of conscience of their past then there needs to be no fear right there needs to be no fear even if even if hypothetically it's outright propaganda if it, if, if the bbc is coming out with lies why would the government be afraid mm. this is a government that got one of the largest mandates in indian electoral history mm. what are they afraid of Mr Patania you know uh, ever Sir. since the broadcast of this uh, documentary in the UK and then all of course a lot of yes. torrent downloads uh, in India uh, yes one very common uh, conspiracy theory that is being floated is that yes. uh, perhaps it it in a way helps the BJP also when there will be a discussion <laughs> a polarizing discussion yes. around these issues settled issues as you say uh you will have a very polarized opinion along expected lines which is exactly what is happening 
your constituency has come closer to you those who are against you have moved closer to wherever they were sanket the the gains and loss for a political party this is a smaller issue the bigger issue is the constitution and the concept okay i seem to have lost that link with mr pathania but mr ratan sharda let me ask you this question don't you think that the answer to a documentary if the feeling is that it is a bad documentary incorrect documentary a documentary with a bias is another documentary another film film for a film and not necessarily a ban or a block yeah only talked about block and ban see when an issue has already died a natural death due to complete clearance from the law why should he keep on making documentaries on dead topics because somebody wants to keep the fault lines alive just just a counter question happiness. just a counter question why not sir suppose let's assume a, an issue is settled you, and if somebody wants to uh, chronicle what happened and then it got settled in court i would rather say such yeah. a courageous uh, documentary maker has money like bbc has then what would make a documentary on nelly massacre on jabalpur massacre on uh, various riots in gujarat when for weeks gujarat used to be under curfew hmm. the young people don't know and as far as freedom of expression is concerned i would just remind one case in kerala where sfi goons chased three bbp young boys into the river that kept on being stones till they drowned so let us not talk of this kind of you know great uh, talk about freedom of expression as far as nsa is concerned again i'll ask the lady to go back to congress history of uh, freedom of expression i am one of the people who went to jail for a long time during emergency to struggle against the emergency and hmm. restoration of democracy so let us stick to the fact fact is that this is a dead issue this has been kept alive like uh, the supreme court says to keep the kettle boiling and we should just close the matter not keep on harping on issues which can create pain which can result in a lot of unhappiness oh so that so now, now i understand the, the, the objection itself, is see the, the documentary didn't start with 59 ram uh, ram was killed burned to burned to death in the bogi nobody talks of that that is the problem the starting point of the rights is not discussed they don't discuss the repercussions and later issues but how do you so know you sir what to start unless of what? course you have seen the documentary how would you know okay tell me has godra been discussed please tell me i don't know i mean I, as as I far as i am concerned what what i have been told I, uh, the the godra train burning incident is mentioned in the documentary yes very Maybe prominently you see banerjee said that yes. people locked the bogi and burned themselves up have they interviewed the people who actually suffered on the both side of relevant people died hmm. 300 were hindus hmm of the people arrested major majority was hindu cases which are run everybody suffered with a jail term did such a thing happen in any other riots across india including 1984 hmm. no it didn't happen so rather than appreciate that law and order was controlled no that's that's the point that i am making mr ratan sharda do you feel when he that wanted the police force mr ratan sharda let me let me take this question to zainab and then mr pathania zainab do you feel On the zainab answer to if 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 there is a documentary which is allegedly reportedly supposedly bad not factual attempts to defame a country or an individual should the answer be to block the documentary or hit back with another documentary we'll watch another one the then people is... can judge which documentary is correct or which interpretation is correct 
Absolutely. The answer is actually more than another documentary. The answer is the Supreme Court verdict, which clearly exonerated, um, you know, Narendra Modi from the Gujarat riots. And I would also like to mention one more thing. Right now, Ratan Shardaji said that, uh, you know, these kind of documentaries are raking up feelings, you know, which, uh, you know, further, you know, um, polarize the, the, you know, the situation in India or anything else. But... Do you remember on the 75th uh, Amrit Mahotsa, uh, 12 rapists were also let go and they were rapists of, in, in the Gujarat riots. You know, they had raped Bilkis Bano. So doesn't that also do the same thing? So we can't cherry pick what makes uh, the atmosphere, you know, more uh, polarized or not. Because this is cherry picking, because then the government of India has also again gone back to Gujarat and exonerated 12 rapists who were convicted of raping Bilkisbano and killing, murdering wrong so term. many others. So, wrong words. So, no, let's. Sorry. No, uh, sir, how is it wrong words? Because this is actually cherry picking. No, they were not exonerated, sir. They were. No, sir, they were not exonerated. They were not exonerated. No, they were not exonerated. No, sir, did I'm not saying it's on the release. Gandhi family appreciated Congress did. Remember this. Sir, but you are saying that <laughs> Gujarat riots is a matter that should not be discussed. You are not glorified. You are not trying you. to break up the same issue. You are going sir, against the decision that the Gandhi people who are served enough can be released, including Rajiv Gandhi's murderers. So sir, let us not try to compare the two. Sir, Gandhi you are, family you are worse in themselves show that utter disregard and disrespect of the people who are not on your side. You call them Not right wingers, you call them thunderbugs, you call them whatever. No, sir. Is this no, the way no, to no. run a debate? You, no, you sir. come from an elitist background, so you can abuse no, people. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Like I also took Tukre Tukre again. That is not the language. Did I use any respect? Sir, I yeah, also yeah. said to Craig 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 Craig. Should we move on? I know the so name of the show is The Big Fight, sir, but I we fight uh, yes, <laughs> decently. I also said Khan Mahmoud yeah. Gang. Sir, I took everyone's name. I didn't okay. take only Anbhat's name. So you have to see, I am basically okay. showing both sides of the coin. Okay. I'm not showing one. And I, 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 let, let's, let's quickly come back to the main question. It was not a riot. The, the blocking riot. of a documentary led to it becoming more popular, right? But now the, the question that I'm asking is that don't you think that the answer to uh, 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 supposedly a bad documentary is another documentary, another film? That's, that's, that'll be a better way to hit back. Yes, Mr. Parvez Alam, I'll come back to you. Just one moment. Yes, Sir, the BJP spokespersons here have that. made it very clear hmm. <laughs> that they are claiming that they haven't watched the documentary. Huh. But they're asking, has the documentary shown this side? Has the documentary shown that side? Huh. Yeah, we could have discussed all this freely had the government decided to not do anything. Yeah. Right. But instead, uh, the BJP leaders have decided to fire blanks in the air. Hmm. A documentary there that they have supposedly not seen. Huh. They are critiquing. <laughs> they are critiquing. <laughs> right. I like this that generous not, use of word, supposed, alleged. <laughs> they have not seen it. I am sure our BJP leaders respect the government's decision to take down the links and that they have not torrented it. I believe them. Yeah. They are law-abiding citizens of the country yeah. and they have not uh, illegally downloaded and screened uh, the movie personally, mm. most likely not. Mm. Eh? But they are critiquing it regardless, mm. which is an interesting point, yeah. right? Because just the mention of the past is enough. Right? A very paternalistic instinct that the party, the BJP has, that the government has, that past has, has happened, it's settled. Why, why wake up the people again with all this knowledge? It's a very paternal attitude mm. towards the people, mm. right? 
Right, uh, we will tell you, we will tell the people what ah. uh, information you can know, what yeah. will uh, further divide the people, etc, hmm. etc. Et like people themselves can't decide, like hmm. the people of India cannot watch the documentary hmm. and come to their conclusions. Yeah. The government will watch it for us. Ah. BJP leaders won't, of course, they, they abide the law. The government will watch it for us <laughs> and then they'll ban it for us and they'll tell okay. us the content is bad, yeah. please don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think this this is not a banned documentary. This was only a directive issued by the central government to various online platforms to restrict the link. But right in education, no, but it's, its screening is also being stopped in yeah, the university. That, yeah, that's being stopped, mm. and we as students would like to watch a documentary. If BJP would, I don't think BJP or this current government will come up with a reply with a documentary. They'll come up with a <laughs> fiction movie. And if they want that to be shown in educational institutions, I think as a student, we are more interested in documentaries, more interested in authentic data or authentic way. When you say fiction, uh, uh, what are you referring to? I'm referring to like previously only a few days back, ABVP showed a fiction which they, nobody interrupted. It's their choice, whatever they want to show. JNU has dem that democratic space. Come if, on, if, say if, it. If, if we, it's a movie. I, I'm not afraid. Is it Don't was be shy. I'm not shy. It huh. was Kashmir Files huh. shown by them and it's it's a uh, so Amisha of the of students. NSUI uh, JNU is saying that a fictional depiction, these are her words, of yeah. what happened in Kashmir versus a real depiction of what happened in this documentary <laughs> cannot be compared. This is her view. Let the, me get the, your view. The sheer insensitivity of this comment, the sheer insensitivity of this comment, hmm. Girija Tikku was, was, was raped, was gang raped, was, was Zinda Ari se unko nikalwa diya gaya tha and you are saying that it is a fiction, fictional movie. Will you quote Sarala, that but, in your research? Sarala, but I will. I, I have written articles you will, on you it. You will mention yeah. the authentic sources. Will you mention Kashmir files as a source? It is and an authentic source. in your educational work. Each and every a, incidence, each and every survivor victor, victim that has been shown in Kashmir files is backed by a real person in the history of Jammu Kashmir. So saying that Kashmir files is a fiction. There are incidents. I am but demand, you will quote I, I from, from the side here. of ABP. I will not quote I Kashmir the, files. The movie in Germany, in Germany, if you deny the Holocaust, you, you can be you can be prosecuted, right? It is a crime. So I, I actually demand the Indian government through this platform that you should actually criminalize denying a genocide of the Hindus I'm not in Kashmir. Denying that. Because she is she no, said no, Kashmir no, files. No. See, my friend, no one has denied it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you remember, the screening went very peacefully. No one protested. Was, was Sarvanand Kohl Premi a fictional character? No. Was see, Sarvanand Kohl Premi happened without stone pelting? Yeah. The, the videographic happened. evidence proves that leftist that goons held stones true. and sticks in their hand and they were chasing down ABP students. This is students. exactly what happened. The, the mob so like we don't expect one by a one debate thing. and yeah, a discussion it is, quite, yeah. it is quite sad. We don't this is exactly like very sad. January 5, yeah. like where, uh, where uh, JNU is president Oishi. Yeah, one, one by one. Arjun, one by one. Yeah. This is exactly like, uh, J, like leftists were holding screenings hmm. and then leftists spelt stone against leftists hmm. doing screenings. Hmm. Exactly like in January 5 when president JNU is president Oishi apparently hit herself in the head with an iron rod. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and uh, we should yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's play yeah. the documentary here. Very, very, very good immunity. Here is the thing. Genocide deniers, <laughs> genocide deniers are talking about freedom of expression. No one denied okay. it. <laughs> let me, let me quickly sad, come back sad. to the topic of discussion because I think we have drifted. That's the thing with this 
uh, argumentative uh, students from JNU, you know. No, but, but one point, one point. Such then there's a problem with you. That's a wrong. See, they say that's why you're called all sorts of names. They're quite, they're quite, they're quite perplexed why the people of the country don't take them seriously. Okay, sure. And then they question EDM. One more. But they talk. Yeah, Mr. Parvez Alam wanted to come. He's been waiting for a. No, one, one more. Mr. Parvez Alam has been waiting for a long time. Has nothing to do with dirty politics of the left. Arjun, one more. They are not even elected representatives. Yes, Mr. Parvez Alam. Your views now. Yeah. I will not. The administration will. Look quickly. I'll say something very basic in nature. Yeah. As I said that I joined, you know, in 1988. Anyway, during all 90s, I was presenting and producing programs of news and current affairs in Hindi and for a brief time in Urdu as well. And then for some time, I was the executive producer of some of, you know, the programs which were shown on BBC World Television. For example, Question Time India, etc. It's a hard talk India. Karan Tapar used to be a presenter. Now, what I have observed during all this time, Whenever, you know, the Congress was in government and they were running the whole show, Bharatiya Janata Party Wallas and before that Jansang, you know, they, they were quite okay with the BBC. In fact, lots of them will come to us, will tell us on record, and I'm saying it on record that I have interviewed Lal Krishna Advani ji on a number of occasions and very long interviews, half an hour, one hour long interviews. Hmm. And then he had all, you know, everything, appreciation for the BBC for uh, covering the uh, emergency period and during the Operation Blue Star and also, you know, during all those uh, crisis situations. So everybody was listening to the BBC because the state broadcaster somehow was not doing its job because the state broadcaster poor because I used to work with All India Radio so I know it it was so restrained. I'll give you just a very very quick example in 1984 31st of October I was with All India Radio posted at the Delhi station and I was in the program officers meeting the door opened on the 31st and a senior program officer entered. She said uh, uh, that uh, Mr. Gandhi has been shot. Now, we knew about this at 10. I knew about it, uh, you know, at 10. Now, poor Rajiv Gandhi, who was established somewhere in Calcutta, he was trying to tune into the BBC to know the correct picture of India, right? And then he, and it is known everywhere, his, his, his photograph of uh, listening um, uh, uh, on a transistor, the BBC News, anyway. And he came back. But then the news was, you know, given by the BBC for the first time to the rest of the world. Then Mrs. Gadi, you know, mm. uh, was in the hospital and uh, she uh, an attempt on her life was made. Mm. So this is just one example. Now, at All India Radio, I do remember that my, uh, you know, station director was so unhappy because we were playing a song called Lal Chari Maidan Khari. When we knew about, you know, Mr. Gandhi's this assassination attempt. Anyway, so immediately some of us went to the studio and said, well, let's play a violin or something very sad and tone. But then, anyway, for almost six, seven, eight hours, people of India had no idea about the current situation in that country. Now, it's the same thing would apply during the um, emergency period. So mm. I'm saying it that when the BJP was in opposition, they, they love the BBC. All sorts of they love the BBC. They would grant us long interviews all the time. They would be yeah. available on the BBC, and Congress was all the time criticizing yeah. it. So I'm saying it that please try to understand this is also yeah. you those, know, those in you power are, don't like us. Absolutely, ah. you have a problem with the BBC because BBC is going to sounds a little familiar. Well.
this this all Let sounds a little familiar i would say <laughs> thank you very much i've run out of time thank you very much to all uh, it was a lovely conversation to know all sorts of aspects the different views that people have on this documentary but think to your think about it think to yourself is this the streisand effect at play in this country because of this documentary good night and goodbye